There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Michael Reed Show. On LMFM. Brought to you by Airgrid. Visit our new office at the Avenue, RD Road, Carpet Cross. Call Michael now, 1850-715-958. Now, nurses are planning a series of lunchtime protests, uh, the first of uh, them today in Galway, Cork tomorrow and uh, Limerick tomorrow as well, because uh, they say the HSE doesn't have a, a plan to deal with extra patients this winter. Tony Fitzpatrick, Director of Industrial Relations with the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation, the INM. Mo is on the line. Uh, what do you mean when you talk about extra patients? Well, the reality is that we met with the HSC on, on Friday. We expected them to outline how they're going to deal with the influx of patients over the winter months. And the reason why we say that is that the data that the HSC have provided to us shows that year on year and month on month throughout this year, the number of attendances to emergency departments has increased. On top of that, the age profile of the patients presenting has also increased. So there's more over 65, more over 75 presenting mm. to emergency departments. So the trend is clear. The trend is showing that the number of people presenting is increasing. The number of people presenting are sicker and therefore will require admission to a hospital bed. And at the same time, we're now hearing reports from various community structures within the country uh, that they are cutting back on services because they've overspent their budget. So that will delay people getting out of hospital. So a combination of all of those factors would indicate that the number of people uh, on trolleys waiting for a hospital bed will increase into September, October, November, December, January and February. Because that's inevitable and the trend, as you say, with an ageing population is that there are more people in that situation than would have otherwise been the case. Does that mean then that we can expect the same type of overcrowding that we've seen for the last 10 years next year? We can expect it and it would be our expectation from talking to our members in emergency departments that it's going to be worse than any other year. Um, we've just come through the worst August on record. So that's a summer month and that would indicate, and that's when the system is, is our goal with regards to you no know, budget curtailment measures, etc. We believe that because the acute hospitals protect their budget for the acute hospital and the community budgets are protected for the community, the two won't meet in between. And what will happen then is that they'll be protecting their own budgets and patients will fall between those stools. Mm. And, and the reality is, from what we can see, is that the situation is going to get worse heading into the winter months. And, for example, the NHS announced its uh, accident and emergency uh, plan for the winter months on Friday. 
and um, when we met the HSE, all they could say to us on Friday was, "We are. We have, the HSE has drafted up plans. We're in discussions with the Department of Health with regards to funding those plans, and the Department of Health is in discussions with DPAR, Public Expenditure and Reform, with regards to funding those plans." So that's not good enough when we're in September heading into the winter. If they're real about these plans, and, and hospital groups and CHOs who have been preparing these plans back in April and May, if they're serious about it, they should have the plan signed off now, they should have it announced, and it should be moving to implement it. Because say, for example, one measure is additional home care packages, or maybe a measure is additional bed capacity. Well, that requires staff to open up those beds. There's a lead-in time to that, and those services need to know whether they're approved or not, so that they can move forward and plan for the influx which is coming. Okay, and when you talk about it being the most overcrowded August on record, uh, it's probably true to say as well that it was uh, the most overcrowded summer on record. Uh, But uh, it's also possibly been the least overcrowded 12 months on record in Drogheda. Yes, and this is a point that we've made to the HSE as well, that there is something wrong within the system. Um, There are hospitals that have shown significant improvement when they've got an operational grip, to use that term, so that they're running as effectively and efficiently as they possibly can. And there's no doubt that that Drogheda has seen significant improvements with regards to the numbers on trolleys. They have single figures this morning, for example, while at the same time there's over 400 people on trolleys throughout the country. Um, There are particular hospitals that, that seem to be continuously in escalation. I think it's important Mm. that I highlight this. When a hospital is in escalation, that means they've invoked their full capacity protocol. That means their emergency department is completely overcrowded. But as well as that, in particular hospitals, they've put extra trolleys up on inpatient wards. So the entire hospital is overcrowded. CUH, sorry, Cork University Mm. Hospital, Limerick, Galway, they're particular sites that seem to be always in escalation. The key thing for us is that when when your numbers are increasing, it's early intervention. And it's clear that in Drogheda and Beaumont Mm. as well, they have intervened early before they get to the 20-something or 30-something on trolleys, when they're at 8, 9, etc. They're doing what's necessary to try and move patients out of the emergency department and indeed move patients out of inpatient beds. And you don't need to be a rocket scientist to work out the solution in the other hospitals. Uh, I mean, follow the example that is obviously working in Drogheda and in Bowmount. I mean, I don't know how many times over the years, Tony, you were on the line to us from Drogheda telling us that there were 50 people on trolleys and they were in the corridors and up on escalation wards and all this sort of thing. And here now we have a a different situation. In fact, I I think I I saw Leo Vradker on the telly not so long ago saying that other hospitals would have to follow the lead that has been shown by Drogheda. You're right, I've seen that and i actually seen pictures of Ian Carter, the CEO, with Leo Faradkar and Simon Harris where they had discussions with regards to what they've done. So there's, there's little doubt um, that uh, what they've done in Drogheda has greatly improved the situ- situation. I think uh, if you want to look at it, a set of dominoes, so we have GPs that are flat out and the service is full. We have another domino that's full emergency departments. We have another domino that's full wards. We have another domino that's staffing shortages and cancelled elective procedures, etc. And if those dominoes are all standing beside each other, what the winter does is basically pushes one of them and that makes the whole lot of them fall over. Yeah. And, and that's, 
the crisis that the health service is facing. The reality is that they, you know they should have had their plans in place. And another important point is this: hospitals cannot function normally if their bed capacity or bed occupancy is above eighty-five percent. As it stands now, the majority of hospitals are over 95%. The average is probably 98% bed occupancy. And some of them are running at 110% bed occupancy. And what that means is that if there's any crisis in the system, then it just goes down to, to meltdown. And what we need is we have counter care, we have the bed capacity report. Uh, they all say we need additional bed capacity. We need to move to a newer community-centric model of care. Mm. While we're doing all of that, and um, we, we need to realise we won't have the bed capacity unless we attract more nurses into the system and other frontline staff. Um, and the issue with regards to slanted care is that already the community structures are pulling back on their budgets because they're overspent. So the difficulty for us, and I think what we're calling on the minister, the government and the HSE to do is to be completely honest with the public. We have come to September they're overstretched, they're unable to, to cope. They need to start telling the public now the winter is going to be bad. We have a plan, which they haven't set out yet because they haven't, they're still in discussions between several departments about it. Set out what that plan is and be honest with the public about what the reality is because we know beds are closed already within the system because of a shortage of nurses and midwives. So there's an array of issues that they need to tackle. Um, but the most important message we believe at this stage is that they need to be honest with the public. Okay, uh, and they also need to find money uh, because quite often that is uh, the problem, isn't it? Uh, and when you talk about Slantia Care, you're talking about raising uh, four or five billion euro over a, a number of years, and it's a question of how to go about funding that. Absolutely, and I think some of the things is that that there needs to be funding obviously put in. We would advise that the, the funding needs to be targeted. It needs to be ring-fenced and set in for specific measures, etc. Um, rather than just, you know, we give you an extra 100 million, whatever it is, mm. it actually needs to be set out. This is the projects we want to be done that will alleviate the problem. We can put in loads of different measures that may alleviate the level of overcrowding, may divert patients to more appropriate services, etc. But at the moment, because community care is short-staffed and overstretched, the GP services are overstretched as mm. they currently, you know, we had the the under sixes initiative, they're talking about expanding free care to GPs to other services. Well, that that will have an impact. But all um, of this is well intentioned, isn't it? Uh, you know, yeah. but there, there's no plan until you decide how you're going to pay for it. And, you know, there's various options. You can make everybody take out private health insurance or you can increase taxes. And and the reality is this, that, that, that they have a plan, which is plan for care, which is going to be a public uh, provision of community services, etc. Well, then let's let's set out what the budget is. But it needs to be front loaded in order to allow it to have an immediate impact. Um, I think the big big concern for our members on the front line that are currently working in overcrowded emergency departments and on overcrowded wards is that they want to be able to deliver safe care to patients. And what they're clearly saying to us at the moment is nearly impossible to deliver safe care all of the time because of the level of overcrowding and the level of shortages. As it stands now, there's 2,000 less nurses in the health system than there was in 2007 before the crisis came. There are hundreds of, they're, they're the funded posts, there are hundreds of, hundreds of those funded posts vacant across the country because of the difficulty recruiting and retaining 
uh, nurses. That's going to lead to more bed closures. There's going to be curtailment within the community due to budget curtailment. So we need to stop, you know, talking about a winter plan or whatever. They need to have a plan for the full year um, of how they're going to address uh, the crisis as it currently exists. And I think in the budget and as part of the confidence supply agreement, they need to set out a plan that will alleviate uh, these problems to ensure that the health service can respond to the health needs of the population. Okay, well, we'll watch that space, as they say. In the meanwhile, your members will be protesting outside of a a number of hospitals over the next couple of days, uh, and uh, we'll hear uh, what uh, action will be taken uh, from the HSE and, indeed, uh, through the budget announcements in the coming days and weeks. But for the moment, thank you, Tony Fitzpatrick, Director of Industrial Relations with the INMO, the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation. Call Michael now, 1850-715-958. The Michael Reed Show on LMFM. Brought to you by Airgrid. Visit our new office at the Avenue, RD Road, Carpet Cross. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.